The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, welcome out there today, out there in listening land. Yes, this is your host, Vincent Jenna, coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina, where it is uh, gloomy and rainy and a little cool outside. Um, We had one inch of a blizzard that nearly shut down the entire state, which was very hysterical. Always, it only takes an inch over here. Um, uh, I want to welcome you all today because we have a really special show with a really special guest, and I'm not even going to waste a lot of time with me talking because I need you to hear her and and what her expertise is in. And I know it seems odd. Why would I want to have a doctor of human sexuality on a spiritual radio show? And I'm going to tell you why as soon as I introduce this beautiful woman. Okay, so I know there she is laughing in the background there as soon as I said that. But you are, you're amazing. And we're going to talk about this. So, so in 2005, I have to tell you that Emily began a podcast, Sex with Emily, right? And started to, to approach topics of sex and relationships in a very friendly and non-judgmental and an open-minded way, which was absolutely needed. Then um, by 2011, Emily wrote her first book, Hot Sex, Over 200 Things You Can Try Tonight. Okay, I think that's probably right next to Fifty Shades of Grey um, on the bookshelf (laughs) at this point. Uh, A year later, she began her successful four-year run as a guest host on the famed Loveline radio show with Dr. Drew Pinsky. And then by 2012, she starred on Bravo's popular series, Misadvised, which featured Emily's radio show and adventures of dating as a a sexpert in San Francisco. Um, She holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Michigan in psychology and political science, Two degrees, unbelievable, and attended the Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality. I didn't even know there was an advanced study for human sexuality until I met Emily, right? We think some things come natural when in actuality it would be great if we can just spend some time on them and learn a little bit more. Um, She's been featured all over the place. The New York Times, Times Magazine, Los Angeles Times. Um, She, a lot of her work can appear in Cosmopolitan, Glamour, New York Magazine, Bustle, Ask Men. Now that's really funny. I don't know why you would ask any men about sexual that's for sure. I know, I guess some of them know what they're talking about, um, uh, but most of the men that I know don't know anything yeah. about that. Exactly. Um, men's 
Men's Health, Health Harper Bazaar. Um, she has appeared on Entertainment Tonight, E, The Doctors, NBC, CBS, ABC. So I can go on and on and on. And then finally, November 2018, um, she began the Sex with Emily show launching on Sirius XM Radio, which is heard on Monday through Fridays on uh, Stars Channel 109, where I happen to have been a guest and we're so thrilled to meet you. Welcome and thank you so much for your time here, Emily. You are definitely wow. a sweetheart. Thank you. Oh my God, Vincent, it is, it is mutual. Um, first of all, it was like the best intro I've ever had. And also, <laughs> I so enjoyed it because we actually met live on the air and we had such a great show together. It was about an hour of radio. It just flowed and my listeners just loved you and your advice and yeah, it was really, I think this is a really good connection. I'm so glad to know you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. And so I, I, to be reciprocal, I know that my listeners and those all over Unity are going to be downloading this podcast, um, whoever's not listening today, uh, because the subject that I want to talk about, as soon as you're going to, you're going to share with us how you really got interested in all of this. But what okay. I want to touch on is the metaphysics and the spiritual spiritual uh, aspect of sex and relationships and love because we are body, mind, and spirit. This is a spiritual show for people to learn techniques and, and principles to help them evolve and advance. And let me tell right. you that the number one place to start is with your sexuality, your genderness. It's who you are as a being in this physical planet. And, and I'll go into that just a little bit more, but what I need to know, okay. So, you know, people wind up growing up and they're in the background and you know, yes, girls play with dolls and Barbies and stuff right. like that. And maybe men play with GI Joes and, and Cowboys <laughs> and Indians outside. But I never, ever, ever heard of any child or kid or even a teenager turning around and saying, you know, my lifelong dream is to become a doctor of human sexuality. Right? <laughs> you, you, right. you know, because sex is so scary. So it's so what, scary, yeah. Yes. What brought you, where did you get the interest in doing this? Well, it really just came from a necessity, right? Like it came from a desire. What happened was I, my dream was to make change in the world. So when I graduated from college, I really wanted to work in politics, believe it or not, and I did that. I wanted to get more women elected. There was only two women in the Senate when I graduated, so I moved to San Francisco. I was, I'm from Michigan, and I moved to San Francisco, and I worked in politics for about 10 years. So I did kind of do that, helped women get elected, and then I realized it. But through this time, I'm in my 30s. I have relationships and dating, and, and there was this one thing that always sort of troubled me, or well, a few things, sex. And relationships, they troubled me in the sense that they gave me great cause. I didn't really understand, like, I'm sort of an overachiever, I will admit that, but I thought sex was good, it wasn't great. And I realized I didn't have a lot of, a lot of information around sex, I didn't really have sex education in school, I, everyone, some people would say, oh, last night I had amazing sex, and I'd always say, what do you mean by that? Like, what, what does that mean to you? Because I didn't really, like, it, it seemed like it was very important sex, and my family didn't talk about it. My friends didn't, you know, we sort of talked about, like, was it good or was it bad? 
And I thought, why, you know, why don't we know about this? And I was in relationships that were okay, and sometimes the sex would be good at the beginning, you know, for like a year. And then it would get confusing, and I'd get bored, and I thought something was wrong with me. So I, it was funny because I actually made a documentary about politics. And after that documentary, I thought, well, what am I going to do next? And I thought, this is it. I've got to get to the bottom of how do you have a happy relationship and a happy sex life. So I started interviewing people, and I had an intern at the time who said there's this thing called podcasting, and this was 15 years ago. Nobody knows that podcasting actually started in 2005 because people are just starting to hear about it now. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to invite a bunch of friends over to my house. I'm very gay, married, straight, single, like everybody. And I, I interviewed them one by one about sex and relationships, and that's how it was born. And I realized from that moment that there was so much to learn that there's so much that we do not know and that I wasn't alone and that people really wanted to know this information. And I didn't want sex to be taboo anymore. I, I realized at that point that it's like, here we are, we're told that, you know, relationships and, and you know, it's so important to find a, your person and to get married and to have children and that sex is a really important part of it, right? But yet it seemed like there was a lot of suffering around it and not a lot of information. It's like we tell our kids, we teach them how to how to drive a car and how to begin the keys, how to how to study, how to go to college, how not to touch the stove, it's hot, like all these things. But sex, we're like, just go off into the universe and figure it out because we never, like our parents didn't know either. So then I realized at that point that this was a big, this was a, a really big undertaking, but it was something that was a, a really important. Um, I read every book about sex dating relationships. Then I went back to school and got my doctorate. It's been a 15 year journey from the podcast. You know, I've done thousands of podcasts and, and what my miss that's So that's how it started. It was really just it evolved from my desire to, to change, to have, make change in the world and have a more fulfilling life for myself. So that, that is absolutely that. amazing. And I got to tell you something. I'm so glad you did that because the most primal aspect of a human being is their sexuality and sex because that's right. how we procreate but we are the most people do not understand that we are the only creatures on the earth that have orgasms the way we have them we right. have it with feeling both physically and emotionally. They think that the animals out in the kingdom, that you know, you, you you see them and they have sex. Sometimes if you go to the zoos during springtime, don't bring your children there if you want to preoccupy them and you don't want to see the elephants mating because you will absolutely see that during springtime. Why? Because there is a chemical within the female that is being secreted. There's a chemical within the male that notices that. So it it is done more chemically and through um, survival of animals than it is to be done for love and because of, of, of expressing feelings and emotions. The reason for, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, the reason for the actual orgasm, the way humans experience it, is to actually help to support two partners together in order to raise a human child. It's an anthropological um, uh, uh, concept because it, the human child is the most vulnerable in the animal kingdom and it takes more than one parent to raise a child. Why? Not physically, obviously. I mean, any one person can change a diaper, even though some men out there need to be trained. But right. 
but emotionally a human child and you've heard all my listeners you've heard me talk yeah. about this the emotional needs that we have and it takes two parents thus the orgasm okay right so now here's the problem now we've had masters and johnson and dr ruth with the german accent right. talking about sex but i'm going to tell you emily why you're really needed and so popular now in spirituality and metaphysics, and I don't know if you have heard this, but we have seven spiritual centers that we created for ourselves as a, a guidance system. When we were first on this planet, supposedly we abused our power and we wound up destroying ourselves and the planet and life here. That was the whole idea of the loss of the Garden of Eden. We did that because we were like kids let loose at Toys R Us without any adult supervision. Okay, so we figured that that was the wrong way to do it. So we created a system that would allow us to gain full power once all of those centers are aligned. And we call it the chakra or the spiritual center centers. There's seven of them. And in Edgar Cayce material, there are seven major glands. And as long as they become in alignment and we're working on them because they represent different emotional aspects aspects of our lives we will gain our full power guess what the number one spiritual center is what gland what? do you think it is emily your gonads the yeah. gonads the gonads are the number one because if we can't get it balanced physically on this planet we don't have the right to our power we have killed because of sex we have started wars because of sex the history behind sex and relationships is so hideous in our existence and even today couples are getting divorced because of sex that people are being so promiscuous and i'm telling you right now we have eight billion people on the face of the earth not because they enjoy sex because they're misusing it so that's what i want you to talk about next how do we gain a balance emotionally and spiritually like like what is sex besides the feeling itself what is it supposed to make us feel emotionally well i mean i think the first thing that we have to do is under is is, is dissect our relationship to sex because what i realized in in this work is that so many people have so much shame and they have so much um trauma and they have so much um like they have so much taboo and feelings around sex that they can't even get to the point where they're connected to it at an emotional or a spiritual level so i think we have to kind of unpack it's important for you to look at their actual views around sex and, and understand that, that they have that pleasure is our birthright and it's okay to have pleasure and to have desire and to ask for what we want and to discuss sex openly with our partners and, to, and if we're single to prioritize self-love with ourselves. And so I think the first thing is making comfort, becoming comfortable with our bodies and, and our minds and our spirits, as you say, and in a sexual way, and to tend to learn to like really love, accept our bodies as they are now, and be grateful for what they can give us and all the gifts, and to kind of, kind of investigate, you know, um, limiting beliefs that's holding us back from being the sexual beings that we are meant to be, that, that are all about pleasure and procreation. Right, so, absolutely. 
We misuse it. Don't we misuse sex? I know a lot of men, and, and this unfortunately is a habit of men because men are more physical than women. Um, and, and they tend to convince the woman, you go to bed with me, then that proves you love me. Yes, is exactly. It, and then women that go to bed because they want to be liked. And yes, say, there well, you I'm go. Just say, it's easier to say yes than it is to say no. If I have sex with this person, then, then, then they're going to like me. I have more value. It's easier to say yes than to say no, even though my body's saying no. And if I do this sexual act for, for a man or for a partner, then I'm going to be accepted. And I think that the, what women have to realize is that we, we hold the power to that. And we are allowed to have pleasure and, and advocate for our own desires and our own needs. And, and so, yeah, I think that men and women, I think it's all very, very confusing right now. Um, and I think, though, it's a really good time to kind of step back and realize that pleasure is something that we all crave and connection and intimacy to really kind of unpack that and think about like what, how can I communicate my needs, my desires? And I used to believe that it was all about the man's desire and I would just like, he would know what to do and he would know how to please me. I didn't realize how important it was for me to understand my own body because everyone's body is different. No one's going to know what you need and what you want unless you figure out yourself and then learn how to communicate it. Absolutely. And I've got to say that because there has been so many writings that take us away from the spiritual aspect of sex, for example, in, in Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy, there is a paragraph that says if a wife does not put out for her husband, the husband has the right to go and get concubines. Okay, that's yeah. the type of attitude that has been ingrained in us since the beginning of time, that men have the right. I mean, didn't they have more than one wife back then? And that had nothing to do with just beauty. It was totally sexually driven because men right. like variety, right? Right. But, but Lord but, knows yeah. no woman couldn't. They right. weren't women allowed like to enjoy too. Listen, the first thing is everything that we know about sex is basically untrue. And there's a great book by Wednesday Martin, Dr. Wednesday Martin. She wrote a book called Untrue. And it's really like all these myths and all these things about sex that men want sex more than women. Women are frigid. Men, you know, want it. Women just kind of, you know, acquiesce. And, and, and there's just a lot in there to learn about just all these myths. I mean, every day I hear from, from women who feel like something's wrong with them because they're not enjoying sex and they're penetration. It's not all about penetration. And so there's just a lot of things to, 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 to understand about sex before we can start really embracing it and enjoying it. We have to understand that a lot of those things are just, you're not here to service men. We're not, because then we're never going to enjoy sex if it's just about pleasing one partner and not the other. And so that's why there's a lot to understand about sex, not just being about procreation or penetration. So um, well, there's a lot of, yeah. I am going to ask you, I'm going to submit myself as an example. Okay. I usually share my life and my story, and I'm going to ask you for some help now because I know there are plenty of listeners who are going to say the same thing. Um, I was sexually molested as a child until I was 13 years old, mm. um, quite often. And the, so, so there is a certain stigma to it that I have to admit. I'm embarrassed okay. talking about it. I feel, um, though my wife and I, um, when we do have sex, it's very pleasurable for both of us. However, however, I'm not as sexual as she would like me to be. And, mm. and, it, and it, it actually, um, 
This is the strange thing, but it bothers me if she's enjoying it too much. Um, wow. It bothers me. Yeah. And and uh, I so I try I work with that and I know she has the right to enjoy it. Right. Um, but I but I do the hairs on the back of my and my neck kind of, of, of pop up. And uh, I am not uncomfortable fully with sex, but I can feel some of those re residual effects of it feeling bad for me. How do people, and I can assure you that if we understood sex more, there wouldn't even be sexual molestation out well, there. Right, there was, well, I'm so, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Vincent, because it is so common that, you know, people go through this sexual trauma, men and women, and, and a lot of them, well, first off, they don't even talk about it. So thank you for sharing that. And it is so common. And what we have to do is first admit it and talk about it. And then I think there's some great therapy out there, too, because it's very hard on our own to heal from sexual trauma. Like, you've been with your wife. You have a very healthy relationship for many, many years, right, over 30 years. And, and it's 47 so years, 47 Jesus. I was going to say 40. I am like, it couldn't have been. So, oh my God. See, but yep. you still have these feelings. And so there's something called EMDR therapy, um, which is trauma therapy. And it kind of works on bilateral brain stimulation and kind of rewiring our brain around traumatic events. It was for people with PTSD initially. It was, um, and so that kind of therapy is really helpful to kind of, kind of get into the trauma so we can okay. release it. Because very familiar be with it. Yeah, and I've done it for my own stuff, not for sexual trauma, but other traumas, and it's been the most remarkable. And I've done every kind of therapy, and just I did through emotional abuse growing up, and so I think we all have things to work through. Because the thing about it is it's so traumatic to have something that happened as a child, that violation, that how else we won't be able. It'll be very challenging to have healthy sex, healthy communication, and actually enjoy it if we don't, you know, talk to someone have therapy we think that when time goes by and this is a perfect example like we think it's just going to go away with time and people do this in their relationships a lot. like if there's an affair somebody cheats the trust is broken they think well it happened five years ago we're better not you're not like we just repress things you know but whatever we resist persists and so i really think you have to get into the trauma and it's in therapy as you talking and being honest about it and kind of rebuilding you know rebuilding our relationship with sex and so that's what I recommend. I, I agree. That's Thank you for that advice. That helps. I'm very familiar with EMDR because um, I also have a psychology degree. And so yes, I, yeah, we I studied know. that. That's why you're so amazing. I I'll love listen to you. Well, well, like attracts like. There you go. It's um, how do we get over? Um, okay, you know, guys deal with some different things than girls deal with. Okay, and it, yeah. and it and it stems all the way back from ancient Greece. Back in ancient Greece, they used to have naked Olympics. Okay, and in actuality, That's penis envy. Yes, penis envy started back then. Um, mm. Because there were qualifications you needed to meet in order to participate in these, and wow. how do how do we get over and deal with? Because if we can't move beyond, here is you know we get we have a war. We will kill somebody. We stunt our spiritual growth because we feel so jealous. And so you know if 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 my wife if I think my wife is thinking about another man. You know, especially if, if we're in the middle of, of making love, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, don't even go there. I don't even want to know. How do we get over all of that? We, we are the sexual beings. We're meant to be. Yeah. 
but I don't want it stunting my spiritual growth either. I'm so glad you brought this up because I got to tell you that men have way more penis concerns and penis envy. They're obsessed with size and all these things, and women are. And I can tell you after 15 years, millions of listeners answering tens of thousands of questions for real over all these years that it is, it is women are not concerned about the size. They're more concerned about, you know, do you care about their pleasure? Women are not, only 20% of women are going to orgasm from your penis, from penetration. And that is the fact, that is the truth, only 20%. The, um, uh, and so it's like, the 80, you know, 80%, you know, will, will, what do I say? Yeah, 80% will not. 80% of women, your penis is lovely, it's great, we're glad you have a penis, we don't care. We don't care. It's not a thing. It doesn't matter. But men are obsessed with it. And I don't know how many, and, and, and just like everything, maybe there's men who prefer women with large breasts. And they're like, you know what? That's my preference. That's great. Of course, there'll be women who are like, that's what I want. But I am telling you, it is not the majority of women. In fact, men who have been too well endowed, are, it's been painful. And in all the years, the, I've gotten way more questions from women who are like, this is a problem. It doesn't work. It's painful, and I don't know what to do about it because it's too large. Wow. That's that's amazing. And the reason why I bring this up, again, I want to remind everybody, this is a spiritual and metaphysical show, right? But we we have such ill feelings and image of ourselves and it starts believe it or not in your relationship and in the bedroom it really does start there you feel as a child you're growing up and yes when people like you and compliment you great you feel lovable you feel loved but now you're in a romance and and people have broken up because they weren't attracted to each other i had friends who literally they were married and the guy turned around to his wife and said, I'm not sexually attracted to you, but I love you. And it's just like that ended the marriage right there. And I know it was self issues. It was self-esteem and self-image issues. We can't even move to a higher level of understanding if we can't understand that about ourselves. Right, Emily? I'm I'm like, yes, it's a mirror. If we're not feeling good about ourselves, you don't feel like, oh, I think my partner gained weight. I'm not attracted to anymore. It's just, it's really about our own selves. Isn't everything a mirror that we're not confident in ourselves? Oh, you see, because, you're amazing. Yeah. You, you are a spiritual teacher in the same right. Do you understand that? I mean, and, and this I'm going to bring back because this is a unity. This is a a, um, a Christian kind yeah. of show because we do believe I in Jesus. It. And the biggest thing and the biggest annoyment was that Jesus had a relationship, a close relationship with Mary Magdalene. And the, the church wanted to remove that from the Bible. And, oh, my God, Emily, we got to go now. And I want to thank you so much. We got oh, a commercial God, coming up. And, you. Oh, please, let's Vincent. let's do this again. Okay. I got to come we'll and meet you. We yeah. will. We absolutely will. Thank you so Thank much you for so joining much for us today. Me. And give us Thank your you. website. It's real easy, it's everybody. Sexwithemily.com. And that's all, sex with Emily on all social media. And oh, you'll absolutely questions. go yeah. listen to okay. a podcast. They're crazy, wonderful, loving, and mysterious. So thank you again, Emily, and we'll be thank right back you. on the other side of the commercial. Bye, and I love you. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. I'm so glad you joined us today. Yes, this is Vincent Jenna and reminding you that this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And if you just missed the first half of the show, man, did you miss a lot. You absolutely need to go and listen to the podcast for sure right after this show. We had doctor of human sexuality, Emily Morse on, and she is the host of her own radio show, Sex with Emily on Sirius XM Radio. So she's heard all over. And let me tell you something. She is definitely not, you know, when I was growing up and I was younger, I heard of Masters and Johnson. And that was the first um, doctors, set of doctors that uh, publicly started teaching about sex and sexuality, human sexuality. I mean, it, it is a primal need. Um, it is a primal part of who we are as beings. Um, our first spiritual center are our gonads, which are located for a woman in her ovaries, for a man in his prostate, and it governs our, our sexualness, our, the physicality that we have here on this planet. There would be no people here if we did not have that um, sexual desire and need. And um, so, yes, Masters and Johnson were first to really discuss and write books about it for the public. Um, certainly, we didn't learn aspects of this in school, and and when we did, um, it was it was more about procreation. Um, now it's about um, protection and celibacy because of all the diseases that are out there and people having babies left and right. After after Masters and Johnson became Dr. Ruth, at least that I, I knew of, and Dr. Ruth was this little old lady with a German accent, and it was absolutely hysterical every time I heard her say penis or vagina in a German accent, you know? So I paid more attention to the way she sounded rather than what she was trying to teach. But today, there is a greater need. Why? There's 8 billion people on the face of the earth, and they didn't all arrive out of love. They arrived out of misuse of our sexuality. There have been battles and wars and killings over of sex. I mean, uh, Helen of Troy is a very famous story about that, okay? Where Alexander went and kidnapped um, Helen, um, who they were having an affair from another country. And, um, oh gosh, gosh, and I know the, the Spartans, and it started a whole war because she was so beautiful, right? And, and, and they were all slaughtered, including um, Alexander the Great was slaughtered. That was with the, the whole story of the Trojan horse, right? In matter of fact, in matter of fact, hello, um, the Trojan horse and the Trojan soldier, the Greek soldier, is the icon of one of the most popular brands of condoms out there, Trojans, right? Gee, I wonder where they got that idea from. So it just goes to show you that we don't have the right understanding of sex. Um, it gets in the way of a couple's relationship. 
And it gets in the way so much. Yesterday, I had a reading with a client, and this isn't the only reading, and I'm not sharing any names, but I'm sharing kind of the background. It's a very similar one that many share with which experience, which is the reason why I can share this. All right. She's been with some guys um, that all they do is they use her sexually and then they leave, but they're convincing her that they love her. Right. But it always has to be in bed for some reason. It's always got to be come to bed with me and um, you prove that you love me. And this is how I'm going to show you my love, which is really interesting. Um, it, it, and and women want to be loved and they want to be needed. Um, and so they go along with it. And um, nine months later, they wind up having a baby because of it. Oh, that's another thing. You know, the way we have sex with the idea of, and again, it's a male thing. It's a male thing. That's a lot of males don't like wearing condoms because it doesn't feel as sensitive. Oh, but honey, I, you know, don't worry about it. Um, uh, there was always uh, that form and in those days, back before there were the chemical um, things and pills that the women could take. And before there were condoms, there was the natural way of uh, contraception, okay? Um, avoidance. And so there is all these things going on, but women are left, like this person is left feeling used and unloved because the sexuality and our relationships with each other are being misused because they're misused with inside of ourselves. We have a very poor image of ourselves, and you heard it, well, if you didn't, go back and listen, you heard Emily talking about that. Um, uh, talking about how we're made to feel bad about our enjoyment of sex, um, how we're made to feel bad about our, the, our image, our physical image, the way we look for guys, for girls. You know, I go to the gym and I'm working out. Yes, why am I doing that? I'm healthy otherwise, but I want to feel stronger and I want to look stronger. I, I appreciate the human body. I appreciate my body. I never took the time or the effort to make my body any stronger. And I've come to a point in my age that I feel that I can actually slow down the aging process of my body. My mind is slowed down a long time ago. It stopped growing up about 23 years old. Um, and, and my wife tends to think a little bit younger than that. But my body is growing older. And I feel that if I make it stronger and keep myself in shape and keep the extra weight off, I'm not going to decay or get old quickly. And I'm coming to that age. I'm 65 years old. And I absolutely love my body right now. Um, and, and I should love my body. I should have been loving my body all along. And everybody should love their bodies. And here's the point. The way I even got to that point of loving my body is I was working on loving me just in general. Okay, because of all the abuse and the experiences I went through when I was younger, the stories of my life, you've heard it, you have your own story, you have the, the negative messages you receive from the environment, from whether it be from your parents, from teachers, from siblings, then you became older and it was only compounded by bad relationships not working, um, abusive relationships, um, criticisms and, and uh, abusive work conditions and friends that dumped you and all of these things that add to poor self-image. 
Well, when you start working on those things, which is what I did, both my wife and I started to do that at 28 years old when I had my spiritual awakening and I realized that there was more to life than this physical world that we're looking out here, that I was a soul, that that I was able to evolve and grow and that um, I was worth more than the torment I had been put through. And when I started realizing that, I wanted to do more for myself. I was I was naturally into healing my scars. And as I was healing my scars, I began loving myself more. Well, anytime you do something for yourself, whether it be I'm going on a diet now because I'm not thrilled with the weight, the extra weight that I have. Um, you know what? I'm going to go take care of myself and have a makeover. I want new hair. I want new clothes. Even if it's physical that way, at least it's a start and a step in the right direction of I love myself. Now go deeper, go deeper and go beyond just a surface type of, of self-soothing um, things that we do for ourselves and go deeper into the emotional aspect. I want to heal my emotions. I don't want to be so sensitive that every time somebody says something, I think they don't like me. That was the beginning part of my life for the longest time. Um, even as a young adult, I, I think up until I was 28, even even when this began for me, it still took a while for me to to lose my sensitivity and my paranoia. I grew up in a paranoia home. My mother um, had major depressive disorder with paranoid features, and um, and that definitely rubbed off on me. I always thought that a group of people were talking about me. Well, why? I had experiences like that. You know, I had a group of friends that I thought were really close to me, and occasionally I would come up and hear them talking about me and talking negatively about me. And that was as a teenager. And so so I lost trust. I lost trust in myself. So I kind of figured that everybody was talking about me, right? Oh, the reason why I didn't get invited to the party is they don't like me, not because there's no room. And I got to tell you that I still have to deal with little Vinny as much as I've done work. I'm dealing with little Vinny's scars. Um, uh, I was recently uninvited to a wedding, you know, uh, but 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 with all um, practicality, I shouldn't have been invited to start with because it was going to be small. The, the couple is paying for it themselves. I really didn't know them too well, but they were being really nice and adoring and and wanted to express their feelings. But then they felt bad that there were going to be too many guests. And so they had to uninvite me. So I absolutely understood that. But I am going to admit there was initially a quick little feeling of, oh, maybe they don't like me as much as they said they did. Now, why do I admit these things? Because I have courage. Now, nobody out there is going to tell me they don't think of these things. They're there in the back of your unconscious mind because of your stories. I admit them because when you bring them to the surface, you can change them. If you hide them and want to make believe you're strong and you've done all your psychological work and you've healed yourself, you're wrong. Because again, unless you're manifesting perfectly the life you want, there are things getting in the way. I want to see my things that are getting in the way. And of course, I worked through that instantaneously. It wasn't something that 
made me depressed or unhappy, but I recognized, oh, son of a gun, that's still there. Wow, okay, all right, that's okay. No problem, Vinny, you know that that's not true. Um, he absolutely loves you, they love you. Um, I, they need to be able to afford their wedding and um, totally understand, I'm still gonna send them a card and a gift with much love. So you've got to understand that that, that comes into play um, and it even comes into play and it starts in a relationship you know how many people get into a fight because of sex either because the woman doesn't want it anymore the man doesn't want it anymore we got to start laughing about it if i had emily on a little bit more i would have her turn around and tell you all that true totally the concepts that we have about male sexuality and female sexuality is absolutely wrong go read that book she recommended by wendy martin called untrue because i know it's written in there you always have the group of guys that get together at the bar and they're bragging about their sex life but they're also complaining about ah yeah my wife she doesn't put out ah yeah yeah i want it she just wants to go to bed at night well real funny if you go and you talk to the same group of women that the men are complaining about guess what they're saying the exact same thing okay there is no such thing yes we do have a peak that we reach, but it doesn't go downhill after the peak. What the peak was meant to understand is at, that we're at our most mature at a certain age. And for men, it's younger than women. Um, and why is that? Because you need the male to procreate. Okay, and so a male had to mature, had to desire it more, had to enjoy it quicker, not necessarily more, because they had to be drawn to the woman in order for the woman to bear child, children, all right? That was the survival of the human race, all right? It had nothing to do with after men reach their peak, that's it, they go downhill. Or after women reach their peak in maturity, they go downhill. Both still desire it. And the only reason why your sexuality goes downhill is because you become mundane with yourself. You don't feel excited. You don't feel passion in your life. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm not going to divulge any of my wife and I's habits, but I can tell you right now, we, we're we having more fun now than we've ever had before at the age we are right now. And so it is, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's laughable. We laugh so much at it rather than sitting there and wondering, are you really enjoying this? Did you fake that? Do you really love me? Do you care about me? It is not in bed that we express love. You share love in bed. It's not the expression of love. Love is expressed through other actions and behaviors and attention and proper genuine words and communication. It is not just by sex. Sex is kind of like the icing on the cake. And and I, I hope that that wasn't a Freudian pun there. Um, but but it is. It, it's, it's just an additive to the beauty of our relationship. It is not supposed to make the relationship or break the relationship. 
And so all the stigma that goes with it needs to be undone. We're supposed to enjoy ourselves as spiritual beings. Why do you think, like I told you, why we created that need to be able to assure human couples staying together? Okay, because it was one way the sciences as we were creating the human body and we were adding that in there. I'm sure we didn't think of all the problems that were going to stem from our sexuality. We didn't know that we were going to be so insecure about ourselves that sex was going to be a problem. and so I do believe at some point of our evolvement, and I say evolvement evolve, rather than evolution, uh, because we've definitely been around long enough. We're 11,000 years old. At least that's the, the latest measurement of the human body. Um, and so it's our evolvement that will allow us to go to a higher level. Um, here and, and here's proof of that, which is really interesting. There is a religious organization and sect and don't please don't write me and ask me for the address or the the um uh where they're located or their contact information but there is a sect of monks and it's of course all men again um that practice attaining orgasms without any physical stimulation and they are quite capable of reaching that because they feel that their highest spiritual being when you are in complete balance and total unconditional love of yourself that you can actually create an orgasm right so an orgasm in some Um, realms is more of a reflection of your spiritual advancement rather than your physical advancement, uh, which I find very interesting. Um, And if you read up about them, uh, I mean, Tantra sex is all about that spiritual sex, how you can love somebody and pass beyond the physicality, pass into the lights and the energy of who we are. So it is a very spiritual subject and it's the It's area number one. You can't jump up into your higher spiritual realms. You cannot have full use of your God-given powers and force out there if you can't even get along in this world physically with another human being and, and have some either decent sex or feeling about it without feeling bad. Okay, you why would you evolve higher than that? Because it does make us feel bad. Examine that. And women, women out there who are not in a partnership right now. Okay, Um, and the reason why I point out women is because women are actually more capable of being alone than men are. There's a psychological reason for that. We can go into that another time. It's the way men are raised versus the way women are raised. But women are used to being on their own. And part of it is because um, they raised a society without the men being there. Where were the men? The men were either out hunting and gathering food or they were at work later on 
after we advanced in a society and the women were always home by themselves with their neighbors, raising the children, right? So they were used to being by themselves. So nowadays, when a woman is not in a relationship, either because of divorce, a breakup, or a death of their spouses, they are capable of being on their own for a long time. Now, why is that a hindrance, actually, to their spiritual growth? Well, certainly, while they're alone, they have an easier time working on their interests without any interference. You always hear... Women turn around and say, oh, no, I don't mind being on my own and having my own time. I don't have to worry about anybody arguing with me or making dinner or having to consider their feelings or about anything above mind or or getting any criticism. You always hear women speaking about being on their own be from a negative foundation, not a positive foundation. It's always and a positive foundation is not that oh, I get along so much better when I'm by myself. That is not a positive foundation, okay, or a positive concept. That is um, stemming from a negative experience, okay? And being in a proper relationship does not automatically say that you're going to have negative experiences. You're supposed to have the positive experiences. Why can't you totally grow physically and spiritually on your own because you're not getting to express the energy from your first two, and it's actually your first two spiritual centers, which are your gonads and the cells of the lighting, which are right near your gonads. And so you don't get a chance to develop that area that you came down here in this physical world to develop. We did not come down on this planet to be isolated and alone. We're incarnating here. We're as a group so we can experience each other. And the more intimate the experience, I'll say it again, the more intimate the experience, the more you learn about yourselves. Now, I'm not a matchmaker and I'm not saying or claiming to be a matchmaker, but I'm telling you right now, we are meant to be in relationships. We are meant to have sex, not just casually with our next door neighbor or the first good looking person who comes along, because what's the feeling after that? Oh, get out of here. I don't want to see you. Go away. I'm done with you. Right. And and that is not what we're meant to. Emily did not talk about that when she was talking about the enjoyment of sex. She was talking about the enjoyment of sex that makes you feel good about yourself and about your partner. So casual sex, though it's fun, is also not necessarily evolving because you know, masturbation is fun too. And if you just do that alone, there is only so far you can go in your human and spiritual involvement while you're here. We're meant to share good feelings, our highest feelings of expressions, our highest feelings of love, our highest feelings of sexuality, our highest feelings of compassion, our highest feelings of caring, our highest feelings of patience and all of those wonderful God traits, we are meant to share those with others. And to the degree and the level that you want to share it is going to determine the degree and the level and the intensity of the relationship. 
And so to fully evolve, start from step one. People have actually said, I don't get St. Valentine's Day. And if you recall, go back and listen to my podcast. This was a month of love. And I dedicated every one of my um, shows this month to love and relationships. And I wanted to end this month and talking about love and relationships with the most primal need of love to be able to share it sexually as well. Now, does that mean that that's the only way to express love? No, there are people, uh, there are paraplegics, there are those that cannot express themselves sexually for whatever physical um, injury or ailment or, or chronic issue they're experiencing, but they can do it other ways. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Emily even said it's not just about penetration. It's about just the sexuality of it and, and what that means. So I want everybody to think about that. I want you to re-listen to the show. I want you to put yourself out there in the world for the most fulfilling um, aspects and 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 dream of your life. Fulfill all aspects of your life, not just some, not just your vocation, not just your health, not just your finances, but your relationships, your relationships with each other and how deep they can go. So, wow, that was a um, very powerful month about love. And Valentine's Day was created not just by Hallmark to make money on their cards, but to remind us what is the most important thing about us as humans. <clears throat> and we don't have it enough. Valentine's Day should be at least once a month, once a month, once a week, once a day. We should take the time out to recognize how lovable we are because we were created from love. We are nothing but love. Aspects, body, mind, and spirit, totally empowered by love, sharing love, and all of its elements with the human body and with our highest spiritual selves. This is Vincent Jenna on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I hope you enjoyed this month dedicated to love. Join me next week when we start and enter the month of luck with St. Patrick's Day coming up. And we'll be talking about that. So have a fabulous week. Really give this all a whole bunch of thought, all of this stuff, a whole bunch of thought. And I will see you a week from now. Take care and God bless every one of you. Believe in yourself and how wonderful and beautiful you are. Bye-bye from the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show 
by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.